0: Hey, welcome back to the Second Place Second Podcast, where we are crazy passionate about inspiring and empowering you to pursue putting Jesus home and others first. We know that your life can change, you belong, and most of all, your story matters. If you are new with us, uh, we release a second podcast every week. And if this is helpful to you, we would love it if you would share the podcast with your friends, your family, uh, invite your enemies to be a part of the Second Place community and even uh, rate it or review it, which is super helpful to us. And if you'd like more information, you can go to secondplacechurch.com. That site will open you up to everything happening at Second Place. My name is Joe DiCenzo, and I'm with AP Pollock. Let's yeah, get boy. into some new stuff. That was a that was the word right there, my friend.
1: Yes, yes, it was. It was it's a, exciting it was to be word. able to be
0: yeah to be back in uh, in a week another week in this man i mean yeah. we're back at it for uh after having a little hiatus which i love that word um hiatus
1: it's it's a really fun word to say I, it I is man it myself yeah
0: we'll yeah, just apologize yeah we'll apologize up front if there's a little gremlin in one of the mics we yeah. uh we're we're working on that but no big deal you guys it's uh it's it's good stuff so yeah we're definitely. we're excited man so how you been
1: I'm uh, I'm good. I'm just you know losing my mind because I'm working way too much as I've said before and you know get a get a little a little upset when I look at some things in the world. But you know life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is you know a counseling what? session though. This is uh this is a podcast for people to enjoy. It could
0: be. It could be. I, I think there's a lot of people probably listening that are that are on that boat where it's just you know life is just crazy. Working a lot. Just a lot a lot going on. Yeah. You know so. Yeah, man, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, so we're uh, we're recording this the uh, day after the midterm elections. Um, I'm uh, you know, I no mean, comment. There you go. All right. Well, uh, I, we do, We keep the politics to a minimum on the second podcast. It's uh, yeah. I don't even know. I mean,
1: I, if people want you, to get into with me on politics, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just. I like everybody and I don't want to start offending every single person. If I'm gonna offend him, I'd rather offend him with scripture than than my opinions on uh, the current state of Washington DC. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, I have even... a lot of strong opinions on that, but you know. No. <laughs> I, I know, right? No way. No,
0: I don't yeah. believe that. That's uh <laughs> that's crazy. I I voted. <laughs> I'll say that, I voted. Yeah. So good good for me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, An
1: informed voter is a good voter. If you have no idea why you're voting for somebody, probably probably shouldn't be voting for him.
0: I saw a funny. (laughs) I saw a meme with uh, the little kid that was like, you know, getting a juice box and you know had the uh, the I voted uh, sticker on.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like people are like panning him on the head, but he's still like screeching. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that. Like, I think uh, I think Tyler Kent posted that on Instagram. I saw that. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that sums up things perfectly for me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. all the. I, I literally had to not go on Instagram yesterday because there's all these people that are posting like the stickers of I voted. Oh, like
0: you're a citizen. Do you Good want job. a cookie?
1: Like yes. A I juice care? box. Yeah, no, a juice box. I want yeah. a juice box. Yeah, and and a nap.
0: I don't know. Funny story about <laughs> juice boxes, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, in a former life, I used to coach soccer, which is a whole hilarious story in and of itself because I never played an actual game of soccer when I was a kid ever. Interesting. Um, but I coached soccer and I was coaching my kids and their team. I mean, this age was probably they're like probably seven or eight. And I mean, trying to run a practice with seven or eight year olds for an hour to hour and a half is like literally insane. I love the movie kicking and screaming. Will Ferrell, Mike Dick is in that movie. Let's go. Awesome. But, uh, you know, you you're trying to get these kids to focus, man. Like, it's soccer, man. Like, let's go. And the, you know, no, none nobody's like wanting to pay attention. No one's wanting to do any of the drills. No one's want to do anything. So, <clears throat> what I started doing was, I started um, giving away the juice box award. And the juice box award was given to the to the kid who focused, was a good teammate, and and listened the best during that soccer practice not even a game and what the juice box award was it was a long shoestring with like 10 empty juice boxes <laughs> s- strung on it like like a literal survivor like immunity necklace and I brought it out one day and literally it was like oh, oh. like everyone was freaking out and then they all wanted the juice box award at the end of practice. It was it worked like a charm, man. Awesome. I gotta bring that back. If my kids, you know, maybe I could get them to take out the garbage if I'm like, You'll get the juice
1: box award. <laughs> Sweet. Actually uh, that that sounds like a great idea. It's funny how you can bribe kids to do things. Oh my gosh.
0: It, I think it literally was after I watched Kicking and Screaming. I'm like, I think because Will Farrell calls Mike Dick a juice box boy in that movie. <laughs> And it's just hilarious, and they get into this argument. It's awesome. But uh, anyway, well, Mike
1: Ditka's amazing, so I believe that.
0: I mean, he's a horrible actor. Let's just say. Well, that. Well, yeah, he's,
1: it's he's, Mike Ditka.
0: He's the coach, the yeah. coach. But yeah. he's he's a horrible actor, and let's just let's just say, I don't really need him to be a good actor because I mean, he got us a Super Bowl. So let's just talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, maybe they should uh, hire him again. Get on that, Bears. Yeah, he's like I think he's like eighty. For the he's record. Legit. When he I mean, brought legit. the Bears to the Super Bowl and crushed it, how old is Mike? do you do you realize, how, you know, one that was relative to like me? Oh, look at this! Yeah, keep he, going. He keep he did that the year that I was born. You're such a young little whippersnapper, AP. I'm 32 years. Are. Joe, I'm 32 years old. I'm not that young anymore. I I mean, I look like I'm the size of a child. I'm not in denial of that, but like. That was 32 years it's ago. Been Come a on, while. It, it's been a while. In but fact, in a month, he, it'll have been 33 years. Thank you very much. Oh wow! I'm oh, old. There you go. Well, at least you're not 79. Like, I'm close to 40 than I am coach. to 30. Barf. The
0: coach, the coach. He's 79. His birthday. Happy birthday, coach. Uh, October 18th. Awesome. And uh, yeah, man. So, and hey, Mike Ditka, if you're listening out there, um, props to you. Happy birthday. A little, little late. About a month late, but uh. Ever been yeah, to this restaurant? You know, I think I've been in it. I want i don't know if I've actually eaten there.
1: Dude, money well invested. It—it a... it really is an awesome bar and grill. I like it. Dude, rock and roll, man. That's yeah. the
0: place to be. Yeah. Cool, are, man. So.
1: Joe, what are you into?
0: Oh, what do—what <laughs> am I into? I'm gonna tell you.
1: Here, I'm gonna tell you. I'm
0: gonna tell you. I'm, tell you. I'm into. I thought of you last week. Actually, I'm into doing a bunch of work on my cars. Not myself. I'm just into like swiping my debit card for things that my car like repairing your cars that need. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So here's the deal. So first off, rear brakes. Right. Beginning of October, rear brakes. Okay. Our van, and I've I've got a buddy, Larry. Good old Larry Watson, he's out there. I was gonna say I could do, but if he, Larry's
1: doing it even better since he owns a shop.
0: He he might even be listening now, who knows? But awesome. here's the thing. He's told me for like a year and a half, two years, he's like, dude, you gotta get rid of that van. You gotta get rid of that, van. get rid of that, van. get rid of that, get rid of that. I'm like,
1: yes, but here's my goal. That the van it's, didn't the what, engine explode in the van? No,
0: absolutely not. Maybe it got replaced, yes, but um Why did yeah, it get it replaced, was, Joe? Because it might have been the original van engine might have been tired, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, my it has 275 thousand miles on it. It's a Honda, and all all I want to do is turn. I just want to turn the I want to turn the rounds to 300k, and then I'll be like, put her to rest, boys. It's a Honda. But uh, you can get to
1: the 400k at the rate at the rate that thing's going.
0: Yeah, for real, man. Um, Larry always says that uh, the Holy Spirit's the only thing keeping that thing on the road. Which There's I'm okay with because the Holy Spirit, man, the Holy Spirit knows. So anyway, front brakes. I mean, get a new car. You're going to have to put brakes on it at some point. It's not like new cars come with brakes that don't need to be replaced. Roughly I mean, over 50,000 miles, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. So then, um, <laughs> like, rear brakes, beginning of October. Then the battery, you know, yeah. takes a dump. And then I'm like, all right, we're throwing a new battery. And So, then,
1: like, are you enjoying this or is this just then, kind of out of necessity?
0: And then front brakes... Just last week, I'm like, wow. Um, am I enjoying this, dude? Are you? That, that's not even a question. I mean, let's talk, let's ask the audience. Do I want to? I need to phone a friend. Do you like paying money for things to be fixed on your van? Here's what I like about it.
1: I'm gonna go with I can, a no.
0: I I get to drive. I get to keep driving it, and I get to get. I don't have to walk everywhere, so I guess I like that. Awesome. But yeah, so. I mean that's one thing I'm into. I was trying to think of um other stuff. When we go weekly on this, man, it, it's it's like what have I what have I been hanging out with, you know, the last week or so. What about you, man? Let me think about it for a second if there's something else. But what about you?
1: Uh I'd say what I'm currently into is um
0: Oh, I thought of something.
1: Uh oh. He thought of something. I thought of something.
0: The new season of Daredevil on Netflix. Let's
1: yeah, go. is it actually yeah. good?
0: Yeah. Actually yeah. it's kinda it's kinda dark, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but I mean I'm uh,
1: kind of into that type of stuff.
0: But it's like the the Netflix Marvel universe and uh dude, I kinda I, I do, I kinda dig it and it was uh two seasons strong and then they kinda took a hiatus like we did and then they came back with a third season. Yeah. And so I just watched the, the, first the Electra episode. Saga
1: was just awful, but like the first season yeah. I thought was great. I, I yeah, did not enjoy I the agree. second season.
0: Okay, fine. I'll agree with you on that.
1: Especially when Punisher will... came in. D- d- now, did you watch the Punisher on Netflix? I did not. Good, don't. It is rough, it's to trash. say the least. It it it's kind of hit or miss. I don't think it's trash. Like I, you know, it's it's just it is brutal. Um, I don't want to like say how it ends, but like just it's. I can't believe that Netflix got away with making something so gory. I will put it that way. I was, I was honest to God, dumbfounded by that.
0: All right, if we're into, if we're talking Netflix, here's the art thing. Uh, another Netflix original, which is the most extraordinary homes in the world. That one's pretty interesting.
1: I definitely want to watch that. I was originally it's... going to be an architect when. I yeah, was going you'd to like college. that. You'd like yeah. that.
0: And then one that I can't vouch for completely. It's a little. It might be a little bit not for everybody is adam ruins everything i, I think can't stand you'd like him it.
1: yeah but he gets but he, too political but, for me
0: well maybe but but like, not on the show so far i mean i've only watched two episodes but anyway
1: you clearly have not have not watched enough of that show he um yeah he, t- he, he, goes he crazy. he's an intelligent human being but uh, i i kind of don't like him because he tends to twist facts uh and kind of spin it his way oh, to what yeah. he wants it to so, be and i just I'm don't have say. any respect for that
0: Take it off. Take it off. Take it off the list of things that I'm into. I'm not into it. I was just saying. I was just thinking about stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about totally. you?
0: What are you into, man? Um, I, I, cut, I, I, I cut you off.
1: Oh no, you're good, dude. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still into uh, renovating my house and getting that done and finding ways for me to uh, not lose my mind. I, uh, oh. I. This week, I, I've just been going like a maniac. I've been going way too much, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I need to chill out somehow and, and do a little bit less stuff but at the same time still trying to get my house uh house done i'm i actually got a uh a paint roller no, it's not really a roller it's like a, it's like this like pad it's like it's like a flat paintbrush but it's it's made for uh cutting edges um with paint so that it actually looks nice um and i got a, an eight foot extension pole so that i can actually do the top of my stairway um oh yeah yeah and that way i don't have to like go up there with a le- like there are... Some parts where I got to go up there with a the ladder to get it the right way. Uh, it's it's kind of scary, though. And, uh, you know, I don't want to, like, be up there, drop a big old thing of paint, and then, you know, the stairs are ruined or something. So I got this right. thing. I found it on Amazon. It was pretty cheap. So, uh, yeah, that's nice. what I'm into. I'm hopefully going to do that tonight uh, once we're off of here. And, uh, yeah. You
0: burn the candle at both ends, don't you?
1: Um, what, what candle? It's gone. Yeah,
0: it's already <laughs> gone. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. candle's gone, yeah. Jeez!
1: All yeah, right. Oh, well, cool. I'm going like a maniac. It's not, it's not healthy, but hopefully soon. Gonna be in California for uh, November for a 16th, bit. right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We'll have to talk about we'll have to talk
0: about podcast schedule. Yeah, yeah. Schedule. Yeah, totally. Yeah, cool, I I want
1: to like message you something that I don't want to say out loud on the podcast, oh. but I just feel the need to tell someone. Chat me. Yeah. That's great. This is gonna be funny because like. Let's see here. Uh, like, I'm excited for your reaction, but then like everybody is gonna be like, "What's he so? Ex- what? Why is he responding this way?" Like, right? I'm sure. I'm sure that everybody will find out like eventually. Maybe I don't know. You never know. I mean, it's hard for you
0: to keep anything secret. Bottom line, but I feel like um, we should chat. Should we segue into uh, last weekend's chat that we had over the weekend? You know at second place
1: yeah totally man that's a great idea the second place yeah um put that in your pipe and smoke it
0: there it is cool man yeah that's this is my reaction
1: (laughs) awesome (laughs) it's unenthusiastic on purpose i'm I'm sure (laughs) yeah yeah get you some of that
0: get you some of that that's awesome um so we we uh we're still on oneness which i shouldn't say that Dude, we're not still on oneness. We're on oneness. We're on unity. We're talking about it. Um, I love saying that we are, we're not, it's not like we're preaching and we're focused on this because we have, like, overly insane problems with division at second place. What I think it is is that everybody needs to talk about this right now, man. I mean, I see the need for it, like, everywhere. And, I mean, midterm elections yesterday. Great, good, good call. Let's talk about the fact that we're still one country, you Mm -hmm. know. And let's talk about the fact that, you know, there's so many places, so many areas of our lives that we need to have more unity and more like, you know, like it's okay if we disagree, but can we can we move together in a positive direction? So anyway, uh, we're we're rocking on oneness. And this past weekend, I talked about the fact that we are made alive in Christ. I focused on Ephesians chapter 2 and hinted at chapters 4 and 5, the end of 4 and the beginning of 5, which is a lot of do's and don'ts, a lot of, a lot of hey, you know, what you need to do is you need to kind of be like this. Um, this is how you used to be. You now this is what, who you are now. And chapter 2 kind of rewound it back to that and really talked about the fact that God has given us power He's given us new power, new life, and new position in Christ. And that's the reality. And then the way that that plays itself out is is that now, because we've been made alive, we are supposed to put off the old guy and to put on the The new guy. guy. The old guy. Yeah. And putting off the old guy is what kind of four and five – talk about where it's like here's how you used to be here's what you used to do but now you're like this so you should be more like this and i think the challenge is is when we get into a perfectionist environment where we're trying to be perfect because ephesians 4 and 5 say that this is how we're supposed to live this is how we're supposed to do things and we don't base what we're doing off of the our reality which is that we have a new self and yeah it's just it's a it's a challenge. And so, uh, yeah, we talked a lot about that idea. and just the idea that putting off the old is not easy, but trying to do our best to live out of our reality, yeah. um, you know, I think is the biggest thing. You know, things like like what I tried to do as I tried to, I gave everybody a note card on Sunday that basically on one side said goodbye and then you're supposed to write in your name like old Joe goodbye old Joe and then on the flip it said hello new Joe and then maybe fill in on the old side like all the stuff that you know you've struggled with all the things that you've had challenges with all the tendencies that you have that aren't positive and then on the other side all the new stuff that's the stuff that you know is more true. And really it's probably the opposite of what is on the goodbye side. So I used to be selfish. I'm not I'm I'm not a selfish guy at the core of who I am. I want to be generous. Am I always generous? No. But that's the core of who I am. And talking about the fact that I'm working on the selfish Joe. Yeah. And I'm work and I'm wanting to unleash the generous Joe into the world. And with God's help, I can do that. It's just not super easy um to do that. So anyway, that's a lot. That's a that's a brain full of stuff. Um um, any any comment on that and and you know who is
1: truly an incredible example of being made new in Christ? Um I I might get Mike Mike Ditka. No. (laughs) Yeah, right. You don't know. You don't know. He could be. I don't know. That'd be that'd be pretty amazing if he was. Um Maybe I'll get a little bit of flack for this. I don't really know. Some some people think he's controversial. Um, I don't. I am actually a big fan of him. Uh, Todd White. H- have you okay. ever heard his story? Um, um, he is not one to I'm... be bashful. He tend he he does share his story a lot. This guy was um, it. I think he's like I think he's half black half white or something. It's something like that. Um, he has dreadlocks huh? even though he's like balding, which is awesome. But he um, he was uh, I mean cocaine addict, heroin, drinking constantly, uh tried killing him it it's kind of crazy. Uh I mean, th- this is the guy that was uh being shot at by rival gang members. And wow. um he he had like um he, he knocked up his girlfriend. They they had a they had a little girl and then like it, so I think it was uh so, like when uh the rival gang members were shooting at him, none of the bolts hit him. Like with the barrage of bolts, like he should be dead. He also wow. tried he he tried over He genuinely tried to kill himself and then he woke up and he's like, Okay, I have to live for God. You know? Wow. It was wow. one of those things of like, God, I'm doing this whether you like it or not. And then he woke up and he's like, Okay, well I guess you kept me alive for a reason and then, and then he went like he started doing this rehab. It might have been through YWAM, I can't remember, but he actually like dropped out of he dropped out of it and his mentor was like a little upset, but then he just started going to church. He started preaching. He proposed to his girlfriend, which her her family's like, "You're a loser. We don't want you." And he's like, "You know what? That's fair."
0: Hmm.
1: And then, you know, through being changed through Christ, prove to them, you know, I I'm not a loser in Christ. He he got a job. He, you know, the the old joke like digging ditches and stuff. He 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 got a job digging ditches. And wow. it was just like telling everybody about Jesus while doing yeah. that. Um I mean, he now runs uh, lifestyle christianity it, it's it's an enormous um just absolutely enormous uh ministry and it's doing great i uh, he he's a pretty emotional guy if i'm being honest uh yeah, yeah i'm not as a lot of people know but i mean it, it it's incredible he he's he's a true 180 story and and it, quite frankly it's amazing to see something like that
0: yeah and i think i think that's a super great like black and white uh example of like new old to new dead to life dark to light you know all that is super cool yeah and it's it's undeniably powerful when somebody has a testimony like that i think the interesting thing and probably the the thing that a lot of people out there that are listening would be challenged with is when they don't have that testimony. Yeah. But the reality of the fact that they are new and have been made alive, that they were once dead in their transgressions equally to what Todd White was, and yet they've been made alive, but sometimes we can walk through life going, you know what, I'm not so sure that I have much of a testimony. I don't feel like a whole lot different than when I was, you know, away from God because when I was away from God, I was pretty much was a, a rule follower. Then, you know, I didn't yeah. really screw around too much. I didn't, you know, I wasn't off the deep end on anything. I wasn't an addict. I wasn't, See, you know, in a gang. That, that's and me. Then, and then, and then you're like, Oh, but no scripture says that you've been made alive in Christ. That now you're seated with him in, you know, heavenly places. You, you are, you know, made alive in new power, new life, new position. So, I think that that's why it's a good reminder for us and it's a good way. It's a good thing for us to wrestle with that because although, because what can happen is that if you've got that story, AP, then you can walk around kind of moping around because, oh, well, you know, I guess, you know, things aren't as like radical as Todd and, You play the comparison game and then you just feel like, man, is it really that big a deal? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, is that what? How would you? uh, So I'm just trying to relate to like maybe maybe more people that are listening right now don't have that story. But that's a great one to point to to say, yeah, it's a thing and it's a great example. But I think the thing about it is, is if you really think about what you are like without Christ in your heart. You really were dead. You really were yeah. in the dark. And now you're not. And so the radical transformation is still there, even though that testimony might look and sound a lot different than his. I don't know. Hopefully that's encouraging to somebody out there to be able to walk, you know, hang up the, the old podcast headphones and feel like, man, God, let me reread chapter two of Ephesians real quick yeah, and see and see what's true about me because I need to be reminded
1: you know I, th- I think the whole reminder thing is actually a really good point and I do constantly need to be, need to be reminded of that because like I, you know uh, for quite a while now I, I I was talking to my counselor about it today and I think we've pinpointed a few areas of where like I have a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and stuff but like I still press on you know and I, I yeah, think that that's yeah. kind of where I'm I'm I should remind myself I have been made new in Christ because of the fact that even though there are those, there are these fears there, you know, there are, there are all these, um, issues in the world. You know, I, I don't, I don't give up and I don't, uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a coward. I'm still willing to face right. things. I'm still, I'm still right, willing right. To, to press on. At the same time, you know, I, I see, I do, I do acknowledge the fact that I do see some sin in me that I, that I don't care for and frankly needs to be, uh, gotten rid of and i don't know i, I think that part of, you know there's... i i grew up in the 90s church um which you know they they had their struggles and so like I, I guess i demand perfection out of myself um whereas not to say that i need to be lenient i need to be lenient and just like let crap go but you know frankly uh i just need to not be so hard on myself i think yeah yeah
0: well i think there's a uh... Was was talking to somebody just a little while ago, and he was talking about Adam in Genesis. And and Adam really, what he was telling me was that Adam really was designed by God, and his name even kind of implied or meant "rememberer."
1: Really, because I've heard so, it translated to li- translated literally in English. I've heard it referred to as "ground man," um, mm-hmm. but but uh, I'm assuming that it has like multiple meanings.
0: Absolutely, I would think that's probably true. But what he was saying is that Adam was to remember what God had told him about who he was, that he was his creation, and that he was to to kind of take care of the earth. And oh, by the way, you can eat of any tree that you want except for that one. Yeah. And Eve was deceived by the serpent. She comes to Adam. Adam is silent, he eats and he forgets. And so what do we do? He forgets who he is, he forgets what his purpose is, he forgets who how God wired him, how God made him. He forgets the fact that God had given him everything except for that one tree. And because he forgets, I mean that's that's our story, right? Like yeah. I mean, how many times in a week, how many times in a in a day do I forget who God has made me to be? And I lash out or I, or or I, or I doubt myself or I doubt that somebody, you know, I'm going to be able to accomplish something or I worry like better yet. I worry about stuff. I mean, I forget. So I think as, I mean, as guys, but also as, you know, humans, I think that we all are called by God to remember. And in, in Exodus, you know, in, uh, well, actually, Deuteronomy during the Exodus, Deuteronomy. Dude. 6. Orotomy. Deuteronomy.
1: Anyways, dude, Deuteronomy.
0: <laughs> Deuteronomy. Yeah, in Deuteronomy six, it talks about the Shema, and he's you know basically God says, "Do not forget." Yeah. The Lord, and I think, man, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, it's so funny when you really kind of get onto that, like the whole thing of like remembering and not forgetting is like very much throughout the the scriptures that. Oh yeah. I guess that's probably, there's a reason for that because we forget all the time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I think dude, man, good work in terms of like becoming aware of all that, because I think a lot of people just are, are like their faith, like lifestyle Christianity. Think about that, that name for a ministry. How cool is that? Like,
1: even the name of the ministry itself is very convicting. Like, are you living a Christian lifestyle? Oh, Oh my.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And I think there's a lot of, that could be loaded, but uh, also I think just, just being able to say like, man, you know, is, is it more a part of my life? Yeah. Do I get up and do I remember who I am or do I think about, we talked a little bit about that, right? We talked a little bit about the fact that, most days we wake up thinking about what we don't have. Yeah. And we're like, Oh man, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough good looks. I don't, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't have what that guy's got. I don't have what she has. This is the worst. Yeah. And then we also, we, we squander joy. We li- we live in scarcity and then we squander joy. So when something good happens, like, Oh man, that was awesome. This is so great but when's the other shoe going to drop? I mean, it can't be this good forever. Like, ugh. and, and we talked a lot about that and we forget who we are. So we think we're poor. We forget who we are. So we're not happy and we're not joyful. And we probably need that reminder more often than, than we want to admit.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I actually want to go back to the whole uh, enemy thing a little bit. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, hopefully we can make these topics relevant, but like what kind of pops in my head is, um, there was this guy at my last church, Joel Brassfield, very, very intelligent human being, if anybody ever gets to meet him. Um, and he he made some interesting observations, you know, in, in knowing that we are made new in Christ. Um, the first observation that's kind of popping in my head, not one that he made, but one that I made, is, you know, Adam and Eve were, were told to tend to the garden. So they were actually tending to the tree, as strange as that sounds, but they weren't allowed to eat from it. But... God did God named the tree. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So, it's not the it's not the tree of evil. It's not the tree of the knowledge of evil. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So basically, before Adam and Eve had that knowledge, they were innately good. They were who they were supposed to be in Christ. Yeah. Then they have the the you know, the the knowledge of good and evil. And they can start drawing those distinctions and start, you know, playing the comparing and blame game. You know, it's it it's just really interesting of how it's not that they became sinners; it's that they became cognizant of what is right. good and right. what is bad. But they were still tending to the tree, and you know that that knowledge didn't impart on them until they consumed some, of it. some. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's why that's why it's so interesting. To think about the whole thing of like, well, when they ate of it, their eyes were opened and then they realized that they were naked and they felt ashamed.
1: Yeah, was like
0: now I'm aware and I can experience shame and guilt and all sorts of stuff. Before that, man, there was no shame. There's no guilt. I mean, we're running around naked. Let's go. But I think
1: I do that in my house. I mean,
0: you try to create a little Eden of yourself, you know, of your own there.
1: I I close my blinds. It's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) hey, dude. What you do uh, on your own time, yeah, you're, you're, you're the man. I mean,
1: character, <laughs> who you are when no one
0: else is looking. It's right. Um, so you know, I think that um, just being able to understand that shame was introduced into the world through that process, and that now shame haunts us. Yeah. Shame causes us to like shut down, to put up our armor. Oop, don't I'm uh, sorry, I'm talking about that this weekend teaser um and i just think that it's so interesting to me that that we get we get yeah caught up in shame and guilt and it changes the game man and it has since that 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 back in the day in genesis 3 you know so yeah um but i think i think the encouraging word here and the encouraging thing for anybody that's out there listening is the fact that you know if you put your faith in jesus christ then Scripture is clear in Ephesians that what God has done is he's given you new power, new life, new position, and that you are to put the old away and the new on. And through God's grace, you can do that as you remind yourself, as you live in that, as you, as you, yeah, as you talk about it with your friends, as you walk through life. And it won't be easy. It won't be a perfect walk, but. Perfection is a is a smokescreen. It's it's a mirage. It's not it's not possible. Yeah. Um, but when we walk together, and maybe back to the oneness thing, when we walk together, always acknowledging the fact that we have a challenge in our life, and we like you've got your counselor, you've probably got other buddies too, where you can share the stuff that you really are working through. I think that's what creates pockets of oneness, and then those pockets create bigger oneness. When we have a culture, and that's what I'm praying for at at Second Place, is a culture where we have relationships. Not everybody, like you're not going to share your deepest thoughts with every single person at Second Place, but you're going to be able to have a relationship or two or three where you can have those types of connections that are trustworthy and and able to you know, stand the test of time and and the test of truth. Um, That's going to be what really changes the game for us yeah so so
1: one thing i do want to um comment on sticking with the theme of you know being made new in christ being made made alive in christ as it says Mm -hmm. um at the beginning of the of the uh chapter i've pulled up in my internet browser but um i think one of the things that i've been wrestling with is the fact that I see this very large movement of Christians that frankly they call themselves Christians still but they don't believe scripture has any bearing on our lives and quite frankly they think that the modern church is the problem and I look at that and I'm like I I, I thought we were made new in Christ I, I yeah I feel like we're we're kind of going in the wrong direction here guys we're We're going in reverse. That's not. That's not good. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, like, it's a very shallow ten thousand foot view of of what's going on with that right now. And you know, I know Mm -hmm. I need to pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ, but you know, I'm I'm kind of trying to tackle that in my head because, like, I mean you read right, or right out of Scripture. You're 100 right. We we are supposed to be made alive in Christ. We're supposed to be made new in Christ. We are these new creatures, and we need to live that way. And I guess my question is, like, what if a Christian just doesn't doesn't care, doesn't want to? You know, how do you mm-hmm. how do you love them back to where? Uh, you know, we're not here to change anyone. That's that's God's objective. We're here to love people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, got um, John three sixteen. Most important verse in in probably the whole Bible. Um, John three. I always tell people keep reading because John seventeen says uh, I haven't come to I haven't come to uh, judge the world. I've come to, I've come to save the world. You know that's our that's our that's our job to just love people, mm-hmm. and then He's there to save them and change them. You know, I guess I guess I just struggle with seeing people that um, even put out podcasts saying, "Oh well, you don't understand the Bible." You know, it's. Uh, doesn't apply to our lives, like a lot of people like to like to say it does, and I'm like, well, then what's the point of the book? And I mean, it's the, it's literally mm-hmm. the book about Jesus, the whole thing, mm-hmm. front to back. What what am I missing? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I was looking for um, a passage in in Ephesians um, that kind of gets at that a little bit, mm. um, and I feel like the I think it's discernment. I think it's relying on the Holy Spirit in a big way. Yeah. Um, um, you know, I think, that, I think that trying to do this on your own and under your own strength is really, really tough. It's Ephesians 5, 6.
1: Oh, yeah. Which, Lean um, on your own understanding and but fully rely on the word of God, I think. Um,
0: it's a little bit different than that. Um, but I had here had nice. it here that let no one deceive you with empty words. Mm. And I think I think that what's interesting is um, just the idea of this phrase, "Let no one deceive you." And I think that that deception can come from the enemy. It can come from ourselves. Yeah. And it can come from people. Yeah. And. You know, Ephesians is clear. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Well, how do you, you know, how do you discern that? I think it's, it's really got to be connection and a depth of relationship with God that you are able to. You know, I was just talking um, today to somebody, and they were talking about a situation where it was, um, it was kind of, it's kind of odd, but you know, somebody who, who was, was married and then said that just one day they woke up and, and it felt like God had said, it's time for me to, um, to not be married anymore to this person Ooh. and um ended up divorcing and then ended up meeting somebody new and getting married and feels like that's the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was the Lord. And I think, I mean, I can't speak to that journey. I mean, I don't know um, that I would have ever expected God to do something like that. It doesn't seem like God would talk that way, uh, and I think you we know, don't, with the absence of any really grounds for breaking up a marriage. So I think, I think dropping the God card is tricky. So if you're listening out there, and it's like, you know, somebody's like, "Hey, God told me, man." I think the way that you discern through those moments is being able to say, I know what God sounds like. Meaning I know what the whisper of the Holy Spirit sounds like. It's it's always gentle. It's always kind. It's always patient. It's always encouraging me. It's edifying me. It's not condemning me. It's not condoning the things that are wrong with me. But I think that how do you love people who are, divisive it's you know i mean through the spirit's help but it's also by not being deceived into believing that what they're saying is okay yeah and you know being led astray that way so
1: you yeah, I, I i i did bring up the verse in my browser and i i like how um paul paul <laughs> Apostle paul was relentless and i mean i mean for for a guy who who has uh who has a past you know true i i think he says it because he's been so convicted you know it, it goes on and says for because of such things god's wrath comes on those who are disobedient every that and i'm like "Ooh, oh my because uh mm-hmm. i i know what you mean like with the with the divorce thing my uh my ex said to my face you know god uh god doesn't want us to be together and i was like what god Mm -hmm. are you talking about because one of my big things is oh well god said this okay back it over the scripture oh you can't back it over the scripture i don't know if god said it to you then Mm -hmm. and then are we really you know the the theme of this week is is who who we are in christ are you really being who you are in christ if you're using god as an excuse which right i i don't i mean if i ever use god an excuse i'm gonna have to answer that and that does not sound pleasant.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's why we balance each other out a little bit because I I would say that person, I mean, I I can't I can't speak for you on that like yeah. You, the way that I the way that I would say it is like I need multiple confirmations about something when I feel like I, quote, unquote, God's telling me this, you know? Yeah. It's it's feeling that unction, that, that nudge in the Spirit. It's also seeing it in Scripture. It's also hearing it from wise counsel. Yeah. It's also circumstantial where all of the things that it seems like make sense are coming together. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't make sense and circumstances don't line up. But, man, when you at least have three out of four, four out of five different um, benchmarks and different things happening, you start to be a, more able to discern the will of God. I think that that's um, a whole nother podcast, but yeah. definitely, definitely good stuff. Yeah. So, well, so one th-
1: one thing I do want to say talk about though, you know, be being who we are in Christ, especially being alive in Christ, as um, a- as the Scripture says, is um, one of the topics that's been on my my mind lately. Um, is 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 the concept of um, attributing identity you know people nowadays talk a lot about their identity you know i tend ident- you know there's a lot of people that say uh, you know i identify as, as some form of uh you know somewhere in the queer spectrum or i identify as a republican i identify as a democrat you know something like that or you got the weird people that are like i identify as a libertarian or the green party and i'm like those aren't real things stop it but um you know, there's a lot of identity stuff going around, and I've realized that with people stating what their identity is, um, comes people attributing identity to one another, and I see that as a big. I see that see the latter as a big problem. Now, I, I don't necessarily see the first one as a problem because if people are always seeking after their identity, I think ultimately, as long as you converge on my identity is who God says I am. You know, that's yeah. the most important one. And if they're on their pa- that path and they're looking for it, you know, I, I'm, I'm just glad that they're on that path and, and they're looking. But when you start attributing identity, like um, a really good example of it is when you start talking about personality disorders. Uh, there's three main different types. There are several, but the three main ones are narcissist, sociopath, and borderline personality disorder. Um, borderline, it, it's kind of a, a weird term. Um, it's not that you're like, on the verge of being one. It, it is a third category of, of the three main types. And so you'll hear people get upset and they'll call somebody a, a narcissist or they'd be like, Oh, you're such a sociopath and knock it off, which there's also the term psychopath. Um, that actually goes under the sociopath um, category. So welcome that's, to
0: psychology. one I one everyone.
1: I'm, I'm a huge nerd about this stuff. If, if anyone ever wants to read the book, safe people, it will change your life. It is one of the best books I've ever read, but um so the the point with all that is you'll get mad and, and, you know, call your friend a sociopath or something like that. What you're doing there is attributing identity. But, right. you know, that that's it's a very, uh, I guess the term would be dehumanizing. It's not that they are a sociopath. It's that they struggle with a sociopath personality disorder. There's a massive gap between the two of those. And quite frankly, it's... It's the complete opposite thing because if they are a sociopath, well now they're a monster, and you have to attack them. You know, it. It's like whenever people get mad and they, oh well, you're a Nazi, what's the only logical thing to do with a Nazi? To kill them. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's really harsh rhetoric. But then if you, if you say oh man, you know that person really, it, it seems like they struggle with with a personality disorder. Now you get to have compassion on them. You're not attributing right. an an identity anymore. They're not permanently marred as a monster now you get now you get to to love them you know it it it's like when um you know it it in in scripture it says that you know uh one one of the things that that makes a person less godly is when they ha- is when they have outbursts of anger you know v- very um negative outbursts of anger well if you look at them that way and say oh well, that's an angry per- that's an angry person there's no hope for them or you can say yeah that person really does seem to struggle with outbursts of anger I wonder what I can do to help them I wonder what I can do to love on them You know, that that's that that's one of the big things that I've seen when it comes to uh, our knowing who we are in Christ and and how exactly we can, um, you know, be alive in Christ. And and one of those things, I think, is is uh, loving people and not saying who they are, but rather helping them find who they are in Christ.
0: Well, and I think sometimes it's hard to do that. And I think. Mm What I was going to say is that it's not necessarily saying who they are, but it's seeing them the way God sees them. Yeah. So yeah. In, in their mess, in their complication, in their struggle, God sees them as He intends for them to be, um, and yeah. and the and He loves them, and He He wants them to come to Him, even if they might not be identifying themselves by him. And I think that that's one step. When you said, how do I love these people? That would be one step towards that. And, and I, and I think that that's kind of like huge, man, because now if I start seeing people the way, and it goes from, you know, people who are struggling majorly to, cause a person who's struggling majorly might not be thinking they're struggling. That's true. And so how, how how do you help someone who doesn't think they need help? But then how do you love someone who doesn't think they need help? Well, you love them by seeing them, and asking God, how does He see them? And then beginning to you know move towards that. So, yeah, I think that's good stuff, man. But um, I think we've done good on this one, man. I think it's uh, I think we've covered some bases, and I hope that it's been helpful for the people that are out there listening and. Bro, it's been and, helpful
1: for me good (laughs) i i don't think that a lot of people like i love doing podcasts but i also don't think that people realize like this is like therapy for me i i love (laughs) talking to people i love how i like i said i'm way too busy like i just want to be with people more and if i get to connect with people this way you know what good i'm glad let's keep doing that because i that's cool this is this is you know therapy for me i really do enjoy it
0: well it was funny i was talking to
1: somebody the other day and they were like
0: man you know what I kind of feel like maybe God's trying to work something out in me and God's trying to work something out in them. And I was like, yep.
1: Yep. Correct. Yes.
0: That's not, (laughs) that's not, that's not a, you're not having a guess on that one there. God's definitely trying to work something out in you. and He's definitely trying to work something out in them. The reason is because we're all work in progress until we're, you know, on the other side. And I think that, um, that's the beauty of it all is when we recognize that. So, um, yeah man, I'm glad I am glad it was it was it's helpful to you and I'm Thank I'm you. happy we're back doing this man. I really am. Yeah,
1: me too. Appreciate you.
0: All right, well so what are we going to go out on man?
1: What are we going to go out on? Mm. Um crazy busy, yo. Cuz I am crazy. crazy busy, yo.
0: Okay. That's cool. We can do that man. So all right, here's the deal. Every time that we end the podcast, we put our hand in the middle and we whisper the said term which is crazy busy yo yeah so we whisper that so yeah if you're um still counting ballots from the election last night you definitely need to put your hand in the middle there have
1: been some and, interesting recounts hopefully they uh they yeah. can get through those yeah yeah um
0: if you're taking out the garbage yeah you know i did street, that earlier it's really cold out yeah yeah it is stay warm put your, hand, put put your hand jacket in the middle. on
1: yeah. Put your hand like on top of the garbage can, like right now. Yeah, There you go. Yes.
0: And uh, and then we'll count to three and then we'll whisper and then we're out.
1: Yeah. We'll yeah. see you guys next time. Here yeah. Go, I-, I am excited for next week because I really am going to do my best to figure out what's going on with the crackling microphone. I, had, I came up with one more thing. Um, either you can use power from the computer or you can plug it into a wall. I am drawing power from my computer right now. I'm wondering if that's creating some type of a uh, feedback loop or a short, and it actually needs it needs uh, to power the preamp from the wall. You need a 120 volt source.
0: If that's not a cliffhanger for the next episode, I don't know what is.
1: Like,
0: people tune in next time to find out is the crackling from. (laughs) Did AP fix his computer? I hope so. And what if it's not fixed? Done. Done. So we're gonna count to three, and on three we're gonna say
1: "crazy busy yo." Word. Ready. One.
0: One.
1: Two. Three. three. Crazy Crazy busy busy, yo. What?